You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Wednesday, November 4th. I'm your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today is J.R. LaHerrer. J.R., how are things going? Going good. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Doing great. Uh, nice weather here. Uh, I guess you're in Northern California. How's, how's the weather out there? Weather out there is not too bad. It's getting a little cold at night, but can't complain at all. It's probably about, I'd say about high 60s low 70s today so we came pretty close to that today in ohio so yeah i'm not complaining for november oh yeah for sure so uh browns are uh, coming up on a buy at five and three we have a game to talk about an unfortunate loss to the raiders of mm-hmm. uh, 16 to 6 so we will get to that but first we're going to start the show with our blitz beverages and jr you're the guest i'm gonna let you go first and talk about what you're drinking tonight nothing too special at all i literally got home a little bit ago from work and i am drinking a silver bullet better known as the good old coors light all right so is that one of your favorites or just a go-to or um yeah you see i'm I'm a little bit weird. Normally, in the when it gets colder, I normally switch from light beer to red wine. But I figured since I'm going to be on the show, I will celebrate with a beer, and therefore I'm drinking. I normally have some light beers in the fridge, typically. But yeah, light beer is normally my beer of choice. I'm not necessarily like the biggest beer guru there is. So <laughs> that's all right. Hey, um, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, I guess we can't blame you for being a wine drinker. Being hey. living in California, it's almost yeah. like a requirement, isn't it? Yeah, I'm also French from a French family, so you know what I mean. It's part of the culture there. Ah, <laughs> uh, gotcha, gotcha. So, all right, so um, yeah, I haven't talked beer on the show in in at least a couple couple episodes. So, it's need good one to get this week, here. right? <laughs> yeah, I need it. Need one after the loss, that's for sure. And with everything else that's going on in the world, yeah. <laughs> yeah, amen to that. Yeah, so I've been uh, I've been teasing this because I bought this a couple days ago, and I thought I was going to try one last night, um, and and I just didn't get to it. But uh, I bought a Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Peppermint Porter. Okay, and that's what I'm drinking tonight. It is a I forget. I think it's like eight point seven something like that. Nice. So um, I'm. I've had uh, have, have I've had a little bit of it. Um, you can taste the peppermint, and the peppermint's pretty good. Uh, it it's got a good beer flavor to it. I think it just depends how much you like peppermint. Right. If you like this beer or not. If you if you really like peppermint, um, you know I, I think you'd really enjoy this. But if you're just looking for something Christmassy and you're not so sure about a peppermint beer. I, I probably wouldn't advise it. Um, right. 
I, I, I let my wife have a taste of it. She kind of liked the peppermint in it. Uh, I, you know, I, I think it's pretty good. But um, I'm just trying to think. I think uh, it, it's kind of got, you know, like that the Andes candies have, have like peppermint and chocolate. It, it's kind of like that kind of mix. If you just took the peppermint part and instead of chocolate, you had beer. Mm-hmm. That, that's kind of what it reminds me of. So it doesn't taste like Andes, but it tastes like the peppermint and that kind of a mix. So the peppermint with the beer. So um, it's pretty good. And it's got a beautiful red and green label on it. So, I mean, it's very festive. If you wanted to have some of these out for your guests at Christmas, it would really look nice. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good idea. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, JR, we're at the point in the show where we're going to let you talk about your journey as a Browns fan, you know, how you became a Browns fan, why you're a Browns fan, uh, memories, uh, favorite players. Anything you want to talk about for a few minutes, just to kind of tell people what your journey's been like as a Browns fan. All right, let me just start out with a big, deep exhale. And just say, um, so I'm probably what you would call a, I'm an expansion fan, pretty much. So, I, you know, I wasn't into sports at all when I was a lot younger. And then um, when I started getting into football was pretty much when I started playing football around 99. And what happened in 99? Browns came back. Yeah. I didn't have a team that I was specifically rooting for. Where I'm from, everybody's kind of, you know, either 49ers or Raiders fans, obviously. And um, for whatever reason, just the name, the Browns, stuck out to me when I was like, and it's like, I had no allegiances anywhere. I said, that's the new team. Might as well just go with the new guys. 20 miserable late years later, here I am, you know. <laughs> but, wow. Um, so yeah. you've been in Cal, you, you're from California? originally mm-hmm. or yeah so you've been in california and you picked up the browns in 99 and bless yeah. your heart you've stuck with them all this time yeah best decision ever right <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. no i wouldn't have it any other way honestly i'm like so invested now like you know what i mean it's my i might as well be from cleveland ohio you know i might as well yeah. have been a lifelong fan because i have at least when the Browns before they left Cleveland, you know what I mean? At least they had some success. You know what I mean? The playoffs wasn't too random, all that. Right. Since I've been been a fan, man, outside of 2002 and that weird year in 2007, it has been absolutely brutal. I mean, I've had every excuse to jump off the train and I'm on it, man. I'm going down with the ship at this point. Yeah. But no, throughout the years, I'd, I'd honestly say like, cause like maybe cause I was a lot younger, you know, like when you're like a teenager and stuff like that and you're, you're younger than these players, you know what I mean? So you kind of look up to them better mm-hmm. and it's probably a player that gets forgotten a lot. One of my favorite players of all time for the Browns was Kevin Johnson, the wide receiver, number 85. Absolutely yeah. loved him. Thought he, I remember when we traded him, I believe we traded him to Jacksonville or he was cut and signed with Jacksonville. I remember yeah, being specifically right. crushed that day, but I always thought he was very, very reliable in our early years. Yeah, he was a heck of a player. I think wasn't he taken in the in the second round? The after second Tim round of Syracuse. Yeah, he was actually Donovan McNabb's um, favorite receiver in college. Yeah, we want to go back there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was he was a heck of a player for the Browns. The Browns just 
you know, they had they had a few good players back then. You know, he and Tim Couch, but <laughs> not many more than you could count on one. Yeah, hand. and I'll always, defend, I'll always defend Tim Couch. I always get a little irritated when I hear, like, you know, biggest draft bus, and I hear Tim Couch's name brought and, up because I don't think he fits into what I would consider a draft bust at no, all. People that say that never saw him play. They they know that he was a number one overall pick, and they look at the record of the team. Yes, yeah. They just they don't understand the situation. No, they don't understand. I mean, I can't think of any other quarterback that gets right thrust in the NFL with what Tim Couch has and expect anything other than sheer disaster. I mean, you saw it with um, not Derek Carr, David Carr in yeah. Texas, too. I mean, these poor guys, I mean, they had nothing around them and just got they were a human punching bag. Yeah, you, you just know? go out there and get killed for a couple seasons. I mean, yeah, it's. Yeah, and I'm still crushed for Tim Couch, too, because he's the one that got us to the playoffs in 2002, and he got injured before he could act. I, I, I still believe in my heart if Tim Couch is playing the Pittsburgh Steelers that day, even though Kelly Holcomb had a hell of a game, mm. the Browns pull out the W. You'll never be able to convince me otherwise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. It's it's real hard to say, but, um, but yeah, I mean, those are, uh, those were the guys early on. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I love that wide receiver room we had there, too, with uh, Kevin Johnson, um, Northcutt, uh, Quincy Morgan, uh, mm-hmm. Andre Davis. You know, we had two Andre Davises back then, too, which was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I just have to tip my cap, too, for for staying with the team. Being in California, you know, you, you could switch. How many chances have you had to switch to – the 49ers when they were doing well and and oh to stick with the browns yeah i mean to stick with the browns uh i mean nobody would know if you did no no and and growing up where i where i did you know like my whole family was niner fans and you know what i mean like even though i wasn't into sports i can remember you know what i mean when the niners were in their heyday of being a dynasty and all that um yeah, it would have been very easy at any point to switch, but it's just, I don't know. I just felt like I've always felt like the odd duck in my life to begin with. And then I felt like just the Browns without knowing their history, just something just naturally drew me to them. And yeah, here I am. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? The the payoff is going to be that much bigger when this team gets to where it's, you know, doing well, when it's making the playoffs and you know, I, I don't know if it's going to happen this year. You know, uh, they got definitely have a great shot. Um, but, you know, it feels like things are on the upswing. So hopefully at we least sure some do, kind yeah. of payoffs coming, you know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So unfortunately, Sunday did not reflect that hope that we have for this team. No. Uh, Sunday was a rough one. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I know it was the weather. I know they had, you know, 40 mile an hour crosswinds, uh, passing was tough, kicking was tough, everything else. Uh, just a tough game. I mean, the Browns, uh, this game was 6-6, six to six, uh, what, early in the third, and Raiders end up winning 16-6. to six. Um, You know, I mean, the, uh, the Jarvis touchdown that was, that was overruled, and, the, you know, um, and then you had the, the, the early um, – Fumble by Harrison Bryant. You know, I, I hate to pin the game on him. The kid's been good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, he got stripped. You know, it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, for me, the Browns lost this game in the trenches. Uh, yeah. You know, really, both sides. 
both sides. We so. lost. We lost at our own game, pretty much. We got beat yeah. by what we like to do when we're firing on all cylinders. Yeah, and I don't know, Jr. I'm looking back at this, and and I'm trying to figure it out. You know, I, I was looking for a list of Browns possessions, you know, and how they ended and everything. And I I I, I looked kind of last minute, so I couldn't locate it, but. Brown scored six points, one turnover, and they only punted twice in this game. I'm thinking, what the heck happened here? Well, the Browns only had the ball for like 22 minutes in this game. Yes. Raiders had the ball for 37 minutes and 43 seconds. The the Browns were limited on possessions. Uh, And, I mean, the more you look at the stats, I mean, it's – the only thing that really jumps out at you is the fact that Josh Jacobs ran 31 times for 128 yards. And you're missing the biggest point. That's all 100% Baker Mayfield's fault, right? Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ba- Baker threw for more yards than Derek Carr did in this game. He threw for 10 more yards than Derek Carr did. Hey, uh, it doesn't Baker- matter, though. If our defense cannot get, can't get off the field, that's Baker Mayfield's fault. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many things in this game. I mean, the Browns only punt twice. Uh, Baker was not sacked in this game. The Browns had two sacks, both by Olivier Vernon, which, you know, I was looking for, for bright spots in this after the game, um, you know, bright spots, things to yeah. take from this game. That's the only thing I could find. That Olivier yeah, Vernon I, I pretty much agree with you on that, too. I remember when he had his first sack, I remember having a deep exhale and just saying, finally. <laughs> just yeah. like, finally, yeah. the guy has, you know what I mean, has done something for us. Because I've been fairly disappointed in him thus far, and I've been I've been rooting for him. I don't root against him, but I mean I I, I was really expecting a lot more help for Miles Garrett at this point from that D line, and I thought he would be a big component to that. Well, I think Vernon's been okay. I mean, you have to think that a lot of times Miles is getting to the QB so darn fast. Right. Give us that's, that's true. A chance. You know, I wouldn't put any of our woes on our defense. I'd say of, of our whole defense, that defensive line, Miles obviously being the biggest piece to that, has been the bright spot of our defense. Overall, yes, for for the first half of the season. Yeah. Definitely. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying the the not being able to get out the field, the giving up leads and you know what I mean, letting teams back into games that shouldn't have gotten back into games. I don't put on our defensive line at all. No, 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 I, I agree with you. I agree with you a hundred percent. So I, I don't even know what else to say about this game, JR. I mean, yeah. you know, was, I mean, it was, it was just, it, it was a bad game. Um, it was a bad one. I'll admit I saw like, you see Sunday's like my day, like where I get to enjoy like where I try to enjoy my time with my family. And the Browns are notorious for ruining that. So, like, about, like, for two years, I've made a new rule. Like, you know what I mean? Once I see a game just, like, and I start getting that high blood pressure, I'm not, like, not at a good high blood pressure. I'm just, I'm excited about this. We might make a comeback or something like that. I'm just, you, you've been a Browns fan long enough to know when, when this, this is too familiar a feeling. I'll just turn off the TV and I'll take the kids to the park or something like that. <laughs> yeah. like, I got to do something because I just can't be miserable like this for <laughs> much longer. And I had that feeling with that game. I'd rather just come home and be pleasantly surprised and be like, ah, I should have watched as opposed to just sitting here watching something that's going to make me mad. <laughs> well, there was definitely a point in this game when, when you knew it was, it was over. 
Yeah, I, I had a bad feeling obvious. after that Landry touchdown. Um, you know what I mean? Was revealed to be a incomplete pass. Like that's when I just kind of felt like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> yeah. What I mean, you have to score touchdowns. In yeah, the NFL. Well, this team seems to be weird like that, though. Like they, they, fe- I feel like if we start out hot, that's what fixes our offense. When it seems like a dog, I don't know. Like I could be wrong, but it, just the feel I get is like I feel like everybody goes off Baker, and if he get if he starts out hot, it's going to be a damn good day. If we if we had Nick Chubb still, I really do feel we win that game. That was Nick Chubb weather right there, and. Yeah, man, I just I, I want it. I want that guy back so bad. <laughs> I, I said the exact same thing after the game. If if Nick Chubb's playing in that game, and you know, and then especially if Wyatt Teller's playing in that game, I think yeah. we'll win that game. Oh, definitely. It's just like, and that's no disrespect to Kareem Hunt at all. I just well, I think Kareem's still running too. Yeah, you know, but yeah, I think the when thing you have I love about Kareem Hunt is like when when you have some somebody like Nick Chubb and he just destroys the defense, and then in the fourth quarter, that's when you throw in a fresh Kareem Hunt. I don't think I think it's the most one of the most unstoppable running attacks you could ever imagine. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And just in looking at stats, we said uh, Josh Josh Jacobs ran at thirty-one times, one hundred twenty-eight yards. Uh, Jacobs averaged four point one. Um, Kareem oh. Hunt, 14 rushes, 66 yards. He averaged 4.7. Mm-hmm. So his average was higher than Josh Jacobs, and they just couldn't get they just they couldn't, couldn't get the, the right picks going to, to keep him to going. Him touches. Yeah, yeah. He only had 14 touches. Uh, he had and two receptions. Yeah. So he only, only touched the ball 16 times. That's not enough in weather like that for your for your top back. Yeah. Um, yeah, unfortunately, Miles had uh, he must have tweaked the well, he didn't tweak the ankle, he had what a uh, an issue with uh, yeah, was it a knee, knee contusion? Yeah, yeah, so um, so he was in and out, so he didn't pick up any sacks in the game. Um, get he had three tackles, but uh, but yeah, um, anyways, that, that puts the Browns at five and three, so uh, still. Nothing much to complain about, <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, still a pretty darn good record. So, you know, I, I thought we would kind of, uh, since we probably talked enough about that game, <laughs> so we kind of look yeah. over the, the first half of the season, uh, maybe just kind of go over what's happened in the first half of the season, maybe talk about some specific players, maybe look at some stats and how they project and things like that. Okay. So... Let's let's just kind of run through the schedule real quick here again. I think everybody knows. I mean, everybody knows the three losses to Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and, uh, and it still sounds funny saying oh, yeah, Las Vegas. Sorry. Yeah, I just said Oakland out of the, just yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it still just doesn't sound right. But the Browns uh, Browns pick up wins over Cincinnati, Washington, Dallas, Indy, and Cincinnati again. So. You know, the, the question's still out there on the Browns, you know, even after eight games, you know, what's what's the real team here? You right. know, the, the team that won five games against these these five teams, of which people are, uh, people who want to be naysayers are going to say, well, the Colts are the only good team there. You should have won all the other games anyways. Right. 
Um, and then they're saying, well, you can't beat anybody good, you know, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and, and you should have beat the Raiders too. So what's, what's your thought on that? My thoughts are, I, I don't, I still don't know. Like obviously my expectations undeservingly so have been fairly on the higher side. I do think on paper, we have a playoff team here. Uh, when the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Um, I would like to see us beat the Pittsburghs and the Baltimore and the Baltimores. Obviously, Raiders should have been a win, but um, overall, I am very encouraged about this team. Um, the bye week could not have come at a better time, in my opinion. I really hope hope that Nick Chubb comes back because I like I, I I'm a Baker Mayfield fan, and I'm a believer in him. Um, but I will not hesitate at all to say that Nick Chubb is without a doubt the best player on this team, Miles Garrett <laughs> yeah. even included. Um, I think when that guy is able to get the touches that he is worthy of um, and our O-line is doing what they do, there is no stopping us. But um, So I'm encouraged, and I, especially if you look at the rest of our schedule, I mean, I, there's a lot of teams we should be able to beat there, starting with Houston. It'll be tough just because Desha- Deshaun Watson is a very talented guy and probably has a bit of a chip on his shoulder because he probably should have been drafted with to begin with, but can't, yeah. can't worry right. about that. But um, uh, the, the biggest question mark for me, truly, if you, I know there's a lot of people uncertain about Baker is just our secondary and our linebackers. That is going to be the biggest challenge for us, I feel, moving forward, especially mm-hmm. after that Raider game. I'm not trying to bring up it again, but – just right. when the weather gets bad, that's when you need a hard hitting defense that can get off the field so we can get the ball to our running backs. And um, the most impressive one to me personally, I know it wasn't maybe the, the best statistical day for anybody, but uh, was the win against the Colts. That's a team that you could maybe say we, we could have lost to. That was a good defense and pretty, mm-hmm. pretty well coached team. Um, and we won that game. And I, I, think that was probably the best win of our season so far, in my opinion. I, I would agree. Put up 32 points against Colts. That's, uh, I mean, yeah, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think this team's just still growing, still learning, still coming together. And Oh, yeah. You know, I still think that uh, 
I think people expect that when you hire a head coach, and I'm talking about a first-time head coach like Stefanski, and I don't care what kind of experience the guy has as an offensive coordinator or doing other jobs, defense, DC, or anything right. else. It's not the same as being a head coach. So I think when a guy gets into a position like this, there's still a learning curve. So it's going to take him some time to, you know, to get up to his what, you know, whatever you want to say to his full potential. Um, if that's even what happens, I mean, you, you think you think that a guy who's been been a head coach in the league for ten years isn't still learning and picking up on things? I'm sure he is. Oh, absolutely. All right. So, you know, I I think everybody is still kind of learning. Um, I I think there's something to that in some of these games where they've gotten behind early and things haven't gone their way, where they've where they've gotten beat pretty pretty handily, you know, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. I mean, uh, you know, I, I keep talking about Baltimore. I don't really count that that much because of being week one and everybody being brand new. But yeah. the Pittsburgh game, Pittsburgh game, things got out of hand. Um, no disrespect to Pittsburgh. I I still, I don't really feel that Pittsburgh is that much better than the Browns to beat them by that much. Oh, I you have know. all disrespect in the world for Pittsburgh, and I will just absolutely say I we should have we should have been able to stand toe to toe with them. I it, yeah, it, it was a complete should have been a closer game. It, it it was a complete disaster on all fronts. That was another day my kids got to go to the park and have a good day at my yeah. expense. <laughs> Can't blame you at all there. <laughs> yeah. So let's take a look at uh, let's take a look at some well. Before we look at players, let's talk about, um, you know, I, I mentioned maybe we'd give some grades out. All right. I, I just want to get your thoughts. And, you know, it's probably pretty hard to really talk much about Andrew Barry, um, you know, other than, other than um, you know, what he's done through the draft and building the team. He, he didn't do anything at the trade deadline. Not many teams did. Uh, I don't think many teams did much. There was a lot of hype, but n- not a lot of return. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see much happen. So, no. um, so you know, I'm not getting on him too much for that. I, no. I just think teams weren't doing much this year. Yeah. So, um, so what are your thoughts on Andrew Barry? Um, if you had to give him a, give him a grade, if you want, um, just what he's done for the Browns, met for the Browns, and, and what what do you think his future is? You see, I'm actually very high on Barry, and I'm if I'm trying to be conservative, I'll go I'll go to a B plus. I would I I want to give him an A just because I I thought I, I feel like the thing that I really liked about his off season of what he did is he really showed a lot of faith in the coach that we have. If you notice, like every draft pick seemed like it was something tailor made for what Stefanski is trying to implement. You know what I mean? When you yeah. talk about Harrison Bryant. You know, you could really make the argument we did not necessarily need another tight end when you have Njoku and, you know what I mean? Um, but uh, j- just that, it just shows that, like, it just, it, to me, it was a sign that, like, this is a different feel. Like, it seems like a GM that's 100% committed to the coach, that's tied to the coach, and not necessarily maybe, oh, well, I'm going to fire this guy when we disappoint and, you know what I mean, redraft a new quarterback and all that stuff. It seemed everything seemed to make sense. And everything's been calculated. Um, I thought he was surprisingly aggressive in in the um, free agency and the draft. Um, I, I, I've liked almost everything he has done thus far. I, 
I can't complain at all about his performance. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. The same way. In in the draft, he just seemed to he just seemed to make value picks. He just seemed to make sure that he got the most value out of the picks that he could and you know, while addressing team needs and if he wasn't addressing a team need, he was he was adding a piece like you said like Bryant that was was something that that fit in for Stefanski. Mm-hmm. So it it's hard to grade a draft, you know, and especially in the year that it happened. I mean, we haven't even seen Grant Delpit play yet, but um, oh, I know. <laughs> you know, so it seems like it seems like a great pick, but you know, you don't know until several years later. But just on the basis of what he did, the moves he made within the draft, and still getting at least most of his guys, we think. Uh, he just seemed to handle the draft, I would say, as well as anybody we've seen in Cleveland, in, you know, yeah. in a long time. Especially so, considering the circumstances. This has not been your typical offseason, this last offseason that we just experienced. No. You know, for a first-time GM and the the things he was able to do, I was very, very impressed. I was, too. Yeah, and I felt the same way at free agency. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, just addressing the offensive line. <laughs> Just right. Just, just uh, getting that uh, taken care of has, has been just a huge weight off of, you know, off the shoulders of Browns fans. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, if I was giving them a grade, I mean, it, it's hard to grade a GM off of, off of one draft and off a few moves, but yeah, I mean, I I would have to give him probably an A at this point, but um, but I think a GM kind of builds their grade over a few seasons. So I would kind of reserve that, you know, reserve that over over the next few years and kind of see how he does consistency wise. Oh, yeah, because I remember at the start of last last year's season, the 2019 season, I would have pretty much been okay with the Cleveland Browns putting a statue of John Dorsey outside of Cleveland Browns Stadium. You know, same here. (laughs) here. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. agree. He could have walked on water to me. And then and and I still I, I still I respect John Dorsey. I feel like a lot of the promising things we have is due to a lot of the hard work that he did. And I understood why he, why we had to part ways with him. But at the same time, I feel like I don't think anybody should have anything bad to say about the guy personally, because I think he did do a pretty damn good job for us. Considering what he inherited. I agree with you. I mean, people will talk about some of the picks that didn't work out, but man, look at the picks that did. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, you got to you got to be. Uh, yeah, I I definitely still respect him. Definitely. So let let's go to uh, Kevin Stefanski, and I don't know that's right to give just one grade to a to a head coach. So um, how have you how have you felt? Uh, um, how do we want to divide this up? Maybe on his like his uh, maybe his uh, his preparation. Um, I don't know if preparation is the right thing. Um, maybe just maybe uh, the way he's dealt with the players. Uh, maybe the way he's dealt on on game day, and then maybe I, maybe his play calling. Yeah, I just say like personally, overall, I'm in, for the first eight games. We're sitting at five and three. He gets an A from me. Okay, yeah. when you consider the circumstances with no no OTAs, no real no preseason, you know what I mean, no off season activities. Yeah. Just 
just the stuff he inherited and the fact if you really watch this team, we're not committing nearly the penalties we were at this point a year ago. Okay, with another first time head coach. Um, right. He seems like an absolute adult in the room. He seems to have the players respect. Um, I've been, I've been absolutely like, even in loss, you know what I mean? He's, he, he seems like he just, he's cool, calm and collected. I'm sure inside he's going absolutely nuts, but, um, I, I've loved everything about him and it really makes me just, man, if we just hired him a year ago, <laughs> like we yeah. should have, um, where would we be right now? Would we be at five and three? Would we potentially be eight? No. Would we be seven and one? You know what I mean? That's the stuff that I feel when I'm watching him and, and this offense, because he seems to understand it a lot more than our previous head coach did a year ago. Is there anything, any part of his job or anything that he's done that either has, uh, that you've been concerned about or that you think he needs to grow in? Not so. I mean, I'm not trying to sound like the typical fan waving the pom poms, you know what I mean? But no, like, honestly, yeah. I'm not, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just looking for anything that's like obvious at this point. I mean, no, we know I, he's, I mean, we know he's still got to grow. Yeah. I'll have, I'll have to see more honestly, but like right now, no. Cause I could tell like he wants to do everything that this team is built to do. He wants to run the ball. He wants to control it. He wants to have play action. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I agree yeah. with the team that we have. I agree with pretty much everything that he is trying. Now, obviously he can't play for the players and obviously sometimes things need to change, but you know what I mean? And the fact is he makes gutsy calls when they should be like that reverse to OBJ against Dallas. That's what won us the game because I, if the, Dallas got that ball back, we're losing. I felt that in yeah. my heart. I yep. was completely terrified of Dak Prescott at that point. And <laughs> what a gutsy call to do that. Because if that play goes south, he is getting destroyed by everybody. You know, so I feel if you're going to destroy him for something like that, because, I mean, just think about it. On the, all the news outlets, they would have just been talking about what a horrible play. OBJ needs to demand a trade. But he pulled it off and it worked. And I don't think he gets enough praise for that. And... That play has been one I pointed to as an example of how Stefanski has used his players, you know, to to capitalize on their abilities and their strengths. Yeah. And I'm not sure that, you know, I, I don't think that, uh, you know, our last coach did that. And probably a lot of other coaches don't always do that. They try to to game plan. And I think Stefanski's good at using these guys for their for their strengths. He he doesn't. He doesn't call the same plays with Kareem in there that he does with with Nick Chubb in there. No, not at all. Not at all. I feel like Kareem Hunt is like a bit of a I, – I know he's a lot better a player, but um, he seems so much like uh, Duke Johnson to me, the way we use him. You know what I mean? And I pretty much in a lot of parts agree. I mean, he'll get more t carries than Duke does or Duke did when he was with us, but like um, you could definitely tell that he tries to um, use uh, Kareem Hunt's ability to run routes and catch the ball as opposed to when Nick Chubb's in there, it's just, you know what I mean? Tighten the, tighten your chin straps, everybody. It's going to be, Here it comes. it's going to be a dog fight. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, I really, um, 
let's see. I wanted to talk about Bill Callahan because I don't think you can oh, praise the guy enough. No, that's our MVP oh. for the season so far, in my opinion. Is yeah, Bill Callahan and the work he has put in with that offensive line and what he has done with Wyatt Teller? My God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, not just Wyatt Teller. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure he's helped the other guys too, but it's been most apparent with Wyatt Teller. So, right. Um, yeah, I sure hope we get, I sure hope we get him back in, you know, for week nine. Well, no. I just mentioned Wyatt Teller specifically because that was looked at as the one glaring weak spot in this O-line. You know what I mean? Obviously we all knew there was going to be some growing pains with Wills, but like, you know what I mean? Every other position was just like, well, yeah, that guy's good. He's good. You know what I mean? And then the big question mark, though, is who's going to be our right tackle and are they going to be able to handle it? And Wyatt Teller has he, he's just been simply amazing. And it's unfortunate that he got hurt. But I'm just like I said, I don't think the, the bye week could have came at a better time for some of these guys, especially when you consider Miles Garrett's knee. I mean, this has got to be the biggest blessing to come to us. Yeah. Here. Yeah. And, and the Browns aren't used to getting a, a good buy like this, you know, no. to buy a place like them. Weren't they by like you know, week 13 last season or something like that? <laughs> yeah. It was stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about somebody a little more controversial. Uh, let's talk about Joe Woods and his, uh, what you think of his performance uh, thus far this season. Yeah. See, I almost want to give him a pass. I'll give him a, just a solid C. I don't necessarily, like, if you look at our offseason, there was not a lot of attention paid to our defense. You know what I mean? He inherited um, what many people thought was the worst or right next to the worst linebacking cores. Our secondary has been depleted with injuries and question marks as well. Um, you know what I mean? D line has, has been good, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I always want to give the guy a C. The only reason why I want to give him, I might give him a D is because he needs to bench Sendejo. I, I am sick of hearing <laughs> You're a Sendejo hater. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sure he's a good guy and everything like that. Give him a headset. Let him freaking be the, be the locker room leader for the guys. But please let's keep him out of the field. <laughs> I don't ever want to hear. I don't, I'm sick of saying his name. I have a five-year-old son. And whenever he hears me make a loud grunt or anything like that, he'll say, daddy, was that Sandejo again? Uh, and I mean, oh. it's, it, I, I, and I look at my son with a tear in my eye. Cause I know I'm just passing the curse on to this guy here because. <laughs> he's a Brown cap. He's in for it. So anyway, uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry to go on a Sandejo rant. I, I'm sure he's a swell guy. But that's OK. I mean, his best effort, but like, oh, he is. And that's the way I look at it. You know, he, he wasn't supposed to be the guy out there playing. You know, he's no, supposed to be he's supposed to be a backup. But we got so many injuries that he's out there. And he, yes. I see it that he's out there because they see him as the best option. No, I, I get it. It's just it's it's one of the easy things you can point. Like, you know, when things aren't going your way, you want to point at the one thing that's not good you know and just yeah focus on it and yeah yeah i try not That's, to be a, i try not to be a hater on anybody that that resent that wears the orange and brown but yeah i i yeah i would be lying if i didn't curse his name out several times in my house yeah. on sundays i understand it's 
It, but for me, with him, it's a little bit different than, say, you have a guy who's been on your team for three years and he comes back when he should have retired and the Browns refuse to, to take him out of the game and he's just out there stinking it up. Yeah. You know, um, Sandejo's out there pretty much because he has to be. Uh, and he is trying, and at least he can tackle. He's a good tackler. He had, he had a couple nice tackles against the Raiders. He did. He had a couple nice tackles. So, anyways, um, we're not going to give Sandejo a grade today, but <laughs> yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to go from Woods to uh, Sandejo, but no, that's okay. That's my that's... one gripe about him is just like at least figure out a way to hide Sandejo, all right? Because <laughs> I'm telling I, you right I think, now, every I mean, he obviously needs help. He needs help yeah. in pass coverage. You can't expect no him to cover a wide receiver. Him. Yeah, no quarterback that has played us has shown him an ounce of respect, oh. and I. And I, I just feel like the longer he's in there this year, I just feel like that's just going to keep on happening. He's holding a spot till next season. I mean, that, that's what. Yeah. Doing. Oh no, so, I know. I have to accept it. It doesn't mean I have to yeah. like it though. So, <laughs> it, I understand. So uh, but, to, uh, for me, Joe Woods, I agree. It's really hard to see exactly what he has intended with this defense because I think he's playing with the pieces he has. Okay. Mm -hmm. The thing he has done, which you have to give him credit for, because I don't know where else. Are you ready to give your employees and customers smooth, secure digital experiences? Then you need Ping Identity as an identity security pioneer. Ping champions your unique identity so your employees can be productive rock stars and your customers can engage with your brand wherever and however they want with lovable digital experiences. I'm the Chief Identity Champion and I'm here to help. Visit pingidentity.com today. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. So what come from is, is the turnovers that the Browns have created. Yeah. Somebody's helping them there. Somebody's teaching these guys to turn, you know, to create turnovers and to play this way. Uh, you know, whether it's whether it's the schemes he's creating to get miles at the quarterback, you know, he's moving miles around some, um, you know, yeah, teaching these that. guys to I strip and other that, things. What he's been doing with miles. I will say that I have absolutely. Yeah. He's been like the first defensive coordinator we've had since miles. Garrett's been with us that has been using this guy around. If he sees a weakness in that offensive line, guess what? There's Miles Garrett. And I, yes. I, I absolutely. So he's do. using our one, our one great strength on, on defense. And, you know, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about, uh, we'll talk about our other strength here in a minute, but, um, but that, that is enough for me to give, you know, Joe Woods, a you know, C minus or C, you know, C plus B minus without even knowing, really what he has in mind if he's got an actual defense to work with out there with real, you know, developed yeah. linebackers and and capable guys in the secondary. So, you know, um, I just hate to put a ton of blame on him because I know he's playing with, you know, with half a deck of cards out there. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. Folks, I want to take a quick break to thank our sponsor, Skipping Stones. 
If you haven't started your Christmas shopping yet, here's an easy way to do it. Go to Skipping Stones on Etsy.com or GoImagine.com. Check out the great gift ideas, handmade jewelry, yoga bracelets, pebble art, frame poetry, and more with free shipping on qualifying orders. Now let's get back to the podcast. So let's uh, let's let's talk about some of the players, son. Um, I'm going to give you some projections, and then we'll then we'll talk grades. Um, Baker, we'll just we're just going to go down the line here. Um, you know, on some of the some of the main guys. Um, Baker uh, through eight games, he is on, he Baker's on pace for just over three thousand yards and three touchdowns and fourteen picks. Mm-hmm. Three thousand yards and thirty touchdowns. Thirty touchdowns would tie. The team record. And if was he that hits, Derek Anderson who set the record, or it's actually Brian Sipe. Oh, okay. It was all the way back to Brian Sipe. Um, yeah, I think it's like I think it was I think it was seventy nine. I'm not positive though. It was, well, you it gotta was, you gotta to my apologies here. Like, um, you know, for being confused, we just had so many successful quarterbacks it's it's hard to remember them all (laughs) especially since two since 99 right yeah yeah. but yeah i mean 30 is the record so um he can tie the record and um i've also been told that if if he goes 3,000 yards and 30 touchdowns he will only be the third quarterback in, in the history of the nfl to do that and the first two um were named peyton manning and andrew luck <laughs> so not pretty, the pretty good, pretty good, pretty company good company. Again, we're not comparing Baker to those guys, but you know nobody else has done it, right? right? So if he can no. do it, be a pretty big accomplishment. So how do you, how do you grade Baker so far? You know, it's a tough one with Baker. Like I've found myself, I, I first and foremost, I am a believer in Baker. Okay, I, I, he wasn't the guy I wanted us to draft in 2018 i was really i was pretty much all my chips and i either wanted um allen or darnold and i know darnold hasn't panned out but i don't i kind of put that more on the jets and allen i was just like how can you not just fall in love with what you see you know what i mean in terms of just like if you were to draw up what a quarterback can do he'd be one of your prototypical guys but I love Baker's attitude. I love, he seems to be a good leader. He seems to have good command. The only thing is I'm just sick of being a Baker apologist. I'm ready Mm -hmm. just to like have people be like, Oh, you're a Browns fan. Well, Baker Mayfield, that's, you know what I mean? I'm I'm ready for him to be that guy that I feel he can be. But um, so, so far this year, I want to, cause it's, it's just so hard because that, that's why I'm a Baker apologist. I see all the things that I want to just always tell people like, yeah, he might not be lightened up, but there's asterisks everywhere. You know what I mean? He's on his fourth yeah. head coach in three years, fourth OC in three years, fourth system, had no offseason, has a new O-line. He's, you know, he's, he's doing a lot, but um, I, I, just to be fair, I'll just, I'll give him a C plus. All right. And that's me being very conservative because I want to just, like I'm probably invested about like $500 of my hard earned money in Baker Mayfield stuff. <laughs> so I need this one. <laughs> I need great. this to work. Okay. Like after That's his rookie, year, after his rookie year, you know what I mean? I, I was like, 
just anybody that resembles a mediocre quarterback. I I just finally was so excited I could finally buy a jersey again, and now yeah, I you're have like a, we got to stick with this guy, yeah, right? We've have, had ninety three other quarterbacks. Yeah. We got to stick with him. <laughs> I have a coffee mug. I have a, a framed uh, picture of when he got his um, when he got when he caught the ball for two extra points in New York when we got our first win in two years. Right. You know, like so I am invested in Baker. I am on the Baker train. But to be fair, I'll give him. I'll give him uh, a C plus for right now. Cause it's, you know, I, I don't want to just sound unfair, but I, and sound like every other sports media person, but we, you are the number one draft pick. You do have weapons. You do have a good O-line. We do need you to beat the Pittsburgh's and the Baltimore's decisively. We need you to show up for those games. And so far, unfortunately yeah. hasn't happened quite yet, but I believe in Baker and I don't want to, I don't want I, I get annoyed when I hear people calling for Case Keenum because it's like, do you not forget w- what we've had before Baker? Do you not remember what life was like? <laughs> I, just, yeah, I, sure I just keep do. saying you want you really want to get that carousel spinning again. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we don't it does want not, that. It does not work. OK, like and everybody goes like, well, no. we could just draft a quarterback. Yeah, that's worked so well, too. <laughs> we've tried that. Yeah. Maybe we can pick a quarterback at 22 this year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's always been our. That's been a great number. That's worked so well. Yeah, oh. you know, I, I would probably agree with you on the on the grade. I, you know, it's probably hard to give Baker anything in the B range at this point. the The only thing I keep looking at is the fifteen touchdowns and seven interceptions. So he yes. has he's done a much better job of taking care of the ball this season. Okay, and. You have to think about what he's been, what he's really responsible for in this offense. I mean, people see the weapons and they want Baker throwing for 300 yards a game, but when you got Kareem and Nick out there, you, you really don't need to do that. You don't really want him to do that. So no, to me, he shouldn't be doing. I, I don't care if yeah. we have Peyton Manning in his prime out there. Okay, it, I. It's a gamble. Every time that ball's in there, it, it is a gamble. I don't care if the guy's wide open. You you never know. When you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and you're in Cleveland, you need to pound that rock. If Baker goes, if Baker's anywhere around 30 touchdowns and 14 picks this year and somewhere around 3,000 yards, man, that, that's almost exactly what, what I would have wanted out of him this season. Absolutely. You know, this offense. So so for me, if he, if he can finish that way and if he can throw – you know, I, I don't expect him to complete 20 passes in a row, but if, if he can throw with the confidence that he was throwing with in the, the second half of that Bengals game, that's what yeah. we need to see, okay? No, I, he yeah, doesn't have to complete every pass, but but he needs to be, and I've talked with my, with, with my brother Jeff on this podcast about that. He, Baker needs to be, <laughs> I, I don't know if he needs to be disrespected, if he needs to be in a spot where he, um, you know, where he feels like he's got to prove something or whether he just needs his competitive juices flowing. But when Baker gets it going like that, man, it seems like he is as good as anybody. Yeah, absolutely. But that's not always happening. So no, it's not. He's got to learn how to harness that. Yeah. And And, I will say too, even though I know it's just Cincinnati, um, that game, I, I personally, as a Baker defender and apologist, I I needed that game so bad. Just like you know what I mean. I know it was just the Bengals, but I don't care what anybody says. What that what happened out there 
in that second half was nothing short of impressive. Okay. He was, that was the quarterback. That's the number one pick right there. That, that was like one of the first times in a while where I saw him and it said like, exactly. I knew it, you know? He completed his last 21 passes. The the incompletion was a spike, so he completed his last 21 passes. I think the previous Browns record was 14 or 15. Okay, so so all these guys, you know, Sype, Kozar, all these guys played against teams like the Bengals. Nobody's completed 20 or 21 passes in a row, ever. Yeah, and I don't care if it's the Bengals. Those are still NFL players out there. Right. (laughs) <laughs> right, he okay. was firing the ball. I mean, it was it was on target. I mean, yeah, you, you got to give the guys credit for making some tremendous catches. But Baker was firing that ball, and they were bringing it in, and he was he was on fire. So, you know, yeah, we're going back a couple of weeks here, but you know, seeing that is, I think that's the kind of thing that that you know we needed that. Sure. I think Baker needed that too. Oh, he absolutely needed that because, yeah, I, like I've never been on the train of he needs to be benched. We need Keenum. I've never been one of those guys. But the way that game started, I just already knew, <laughs> you know, what was going to yeah. have to be talked about. And yeah. boy, did he respond! And I was, I was, and I feel like I don't know. That's what's weird about him. It's like he almost needs adversity to play. Almost, it, yeah. It seems. Yeah, I agree. So let's let's uh, move on to the running backs. Uh, Kareem Hunt. And this is interesting. I'm looking at the stats. Kareem Hunt has rushed for 529 yards. He, all things being equal, you know, I know Nick Chubb's been out, but uh, Kareem has 529 yards. He's on pace for a thousand yards this season. Okay, we, yeah. um, Nick Chubb's supposed to be back. Uh, hopefully he comes back week nine. Nick has 335 yards. So Nick needs 665 yards in eight games to hit a thousand. There's actually a shot. Both these guys hit a thousand. Yeah. See, I'm not concerned about the stats, but as far as, as uh, Kareem Hunt goes, I, I feel bad because I, I know there's a lot of holes in this team, but like, I got to give him an A. I really do. Yeah. Like, he, he has been uh, he's been so great in the short passing game just for little things here and there like I, he's got a lot of reception touchdowns and as a runner he's good the only the only issue has been is like you know what i mean since he's been the guy you know what i mean with nick chubb out we've i, I want to say we've had two losses since nick chubb's been gone correct um he, yeah yeah, the Steelers yeah, and, and Nick the did not play against the Steelers. Yeah, and you see, so those two losses right there, you know what I mean? Like, I, at least the Steelers game, the the run game was abandoned pretty quickly because it got out of hand so fast. And then with the Raiders, they pretty much had us sitting on the sideline the entire game as an offense. Um, yeah, I, I, I I'm happy with him. I'm happy that we get another year too next year with a with Stefanski and this system um, to have him and Nick Chubb again. You know what I mean? That's one of the, going back to uh, Andrew Barry, I loved the fact that he re-signed um, Hunt as well. Like, uh, I think he's a very, right. very big piece to this puzzle here in this offense. And yeah, I, I have nothing, I have nothing negative to say about his play at all. 
Yeah, Kareem Hunt has has four receiving touchdowns and three rushing touchdowns. He's he's on he's on pace for fourteen touchdowns this season. Yeah. So if, but, if he comes anywhere it. near that, that's I mean that, that's a huge season. Those are I big mean, numbers, yeah. Yeah, Cleveland running backs just don't just haven't done anything like that recently. You know, I'm not sure how many touchdowns Nick Nick Chubb had last season. Nick oh. Chubb's not uh, he's not had a, a lot of he's not had as much touchdowns, I think, as you would hope. You know, I think he was on pace this year and then the injury happened, but yeah, Nick I, Chubb I has know. he's got four four rushing touchdowns. I don't know if he has a, he does not have a receiving touchdown. Yeah. So um, and his lack of end zone time last year, I will I will not put on Nick Chubb at all. I I'm not trying to bash anybody here, but I just think we had the absolute wrong coach. <laughs> I just really do. It was play calling in the line and and oh. yeah and yeah and, and things were um, things were awry with Baker. I'm not going to put it all on Baker either, you know. But um, yeah. there's a lot of contributing factors there. So. So yeah, I mean, I I have to give Kareem, I I've got to give Kareem an A for what he's done for the Browns. Um, you know, just he's done everything they've asked of him. You know, whether it's blocking for Nick Chubb or or making ridiculous catches or or running the ball up the middle. You know, I mean, yeah, he, no, he, he does everything. It doesn't matter. He, he he's been a he's been an absolute stud. He's been an yeah. absolute stud. Yeah, so oh, and uh, he's been staying out of trouble. <laughs> that's the, that's the key with Kareem. That's probably even more important. Yeah, he's been yeah, keeping his so. name out of the headlines there, and that's all you can ask for. Um, yeah, Nick Chubb, we kind of got to give an incomplete at this point. I mean, oh no, like, Nick Chubb's getting an A plus. Are you kidding? You giving Nick an A plus based on his? He he's, he played in four games, three hundred thirty-five yards, four touchdowns. Okay, I'll give him an A plus. That's fine. <laughs> Hey, even in our, when, our week one when we got blown out by Baltimore, you could see right there that, hey, this run dynamic between Chubb and Hunt is something, even though, you know what I mean? That was like the yeah. only good takeaway you could say about that game. You know what I mean? Th- this kid yeah. is something special. And I just, I, I know I'm speaking for everybody here. I cannot wait to have him back. And I, that's why I was just like, gosh. Ah, I'm just so bummed about that Raiders game because, man, going into the bye at six and two, and the possibility of getting Chubb back, like I mean, like everybody's got to be singing the high praises. Then I know five and three is not the worst thing in the world, especially considering the franchise that this is. But no, I I, I really think that's our absolute best player, bar none. And I, I know who one of our other players is too, who's pretty dang good himself, but you know what I mean? I, I am 100% on the, on the Chubb train. <laughs> you don't have to sell me on Nick Chubb. Yeah. He's my favorite player. And I agree with you. He's, I think he's the best player on the Browns. Um, it, as you know, as good as, uh, as good as miles is, uh, miles is ridiculous, but between those two guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish we had a team of, of, of all Nick Chubbs and Miles Garrett's. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Oh. Yeah. So, It'd be a lot easier to walk around in Northern California with a Browns hat, I'll tell you that yeah. much. <laughs> I don't think we would lose, yeah. Uh, so let's let's just talk about some wide receivers real quick here, um, okay. receivers uh, and tight ends. So um, Jarvis has uh, 
I'm just going to give you the projections for the year. Jarvis is on on uh, pace for 66 receptions and 838 receiving yards. Um, has not gotten into the end zone yet, which is kind of surprising. But uh, um, so 800 yards, 66 catches. Um, I mean, Austin Hooper's missed time. Rashard Higgins has just started playing. Um, Harrison Bryant, you know, he he's, he's got 151 yards, but you know, a lot of the, a lot of that was on uh, was against Cincinnati. Um, David Njoku has 100 yards. Uh, you know, there's really not many other guys right now. No, Odell Beckham had 300 yards, and he's he's done for the year. He and three touchdowns. So I guess it pretty much comes down to Jarvis. You know, uh, uh, what do you think of him? What do you think of him so far? I don't want to sound bad here. Cause I really, really like Jarvis. I, you know what I mean? Before the Odell injury, like I, I one of my good friends here, uh, his name is Troy. He's also a Browns fan, kind of almost the same story as me. His name's Troy. Um, I was always telling him like, you know what I mean? If we had to like, cause you know, at some point we're not going to have Odell and Landry together. You know, it's just a matter of time. You're not going to be paying two bright receivers for this type of offense that we have that much money. I was always on the, uh, the Landry train, you know what I mean? But um, so far yeah. this year, uh, and I feel bad cause he's, he, I, I love the guy personally and he, he's, he is a dang good ball player, but um, I'm going to have to go C minus on him. He, he's had some big time drops. I don't put the, um, the dropped touchdown necessarily on him. That was a tough catch. I don't care. You know, I know he's an NFL player, but that I was a tough catch. Yeah, yeah, that was a tough play. Um, he, but, he had another drop that was an easy play, but I mean, yeah, he, God, there was... it just seems like this year he's had more drops that were just like, really <laughs> Landry. Yeah. But, th- this um, isn't just Jarvis. There, there were a lot of drops against the Raiders, what, oh, five, yeah, no, five or six or seven. Yeah. And that's horrible. the other thing that goes back to Baker too. He needs to work on his touch. He does. He just throws bullets out there sometimes. And I feel like he's got to, at some point you got to go, yeah. Hey, I got some great receivers out here. Let's make it a 50, 50 ball and get, these guys are paid millions of dollars. They should be able to take it, you know, but uh, that's another story. But as far as Jarvis so far this year, I'm going to say a C minus. I've been pretty disappointed. I, I don't blame him for the lack of touchdowns. Cause if, if you look through his career, he's not been a big volume touchdown guy. His, right. his game is more of just, just a volume of catches, you know, and I, I do expect his production to go up, especially now that we're, you know what I mean? We're without uh, OBJ now. I, I do think he's going to get a lot more looks and uh, I do think his numbers yeah, will agreed. produce. And I think my, my grade for him, I expect to be a lot higher than right now. Yeah, I would agree. It, it's hard to grade Jarvis. I know he's been playing hurt too. Uh, with, which, you know, how, how do you account for that? Um, you know, he's going out there. He's, yeah, right. He's I, I totally, I totally um, forgot about that. I, to- <laughs> I totally forgot about the, uh, the rib injury. Now I feel bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that doesn't, ex- that really doesn't excuse the drops. Cause if you're going to get out there, you still got to catch the dang ball. Right. You know? But it, it's not just Jarvis. It's been other guys. But I, I agree with you. Jarvis is going to – I think his volume is going to go up. I mean, you, you look right now. OBJ's out. 
Austin Hooper's going to be out. Um, the you know then uh, we go from Jarvis with 33 catches. The next active guy is Kareem Hunt with 18, and then it goes to Harrison Bryant with 15 <laughs> catches on the yeah. season. So I mean nobody else is getting balls. You know I mean uh, Rashard Higgins has has 12. And then you're down to guys who have caught less than 10, 10, 10 catches on, you know, 10 passes on the season. So it's going to come Jarvis's way. It's going to, you know, and it's going to go to Kareem Hunt. It's going to go to Harrison Bryant and it's probably going to go to Higgins. So those guys are going to be counted on They, you know, they need to catch the ball. If they don't, you know, whoever doesn't catch the ball, there's going to be somebody else out yeah. there. If, if the well, especially when your back. reputation is the guy who catches nothing but football. everything. Yeah, 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 no kidding. Yeah. So let's talk some defense. There's a couple guys in particular I want to talk about. And then if you want to grade some other guys, we could do that real quick because uh, we're kind of getting up against it. We've been going for a while. But we got to talk about Miles. Uh, Miles is still on pace for 18 sacks. He's got nine through eight games. Um, the club, the team record, I believe, is 14. So he's still five away from that. Uh, should be well within reach as long as Miles can, you know, hopefully get over his his injuries that were bothering him in the last game and, you know, get healthy with this bye week and get out there and hopefully do some damage against some of these teams. So, Miles, nine sacks, uh, let's see, 19 tackles, nine tackles for loss, and uh, four forced fumbles, or, yeah, and uh, two fumble recoveries. So, um <laughs> Can you give Miles anything but an A plus at this point? I cannot. A plus. A plus. He's been one of the one of the uh, few bright spots in that defense. He, I put at least three of our wins on his back, which is what I, I was really waiting for. I was waiting because he's always had the numbers. Um, but I was always just like, but where's that game? Where's that game to where you could point at and be like, Hey, he's had, he's had a few of this. Season. Yeah, exactly. He is. He's, yeah. he's answered. He has answered the question. I, I have nothing. I have no complaints whatsoever in his game right now. Um, yeah. it, it, and he's like one of the first, like, cause I know there's always going to be the, the Baker critics, but I don't think there can be anybody out there that can say, Oh man, why did we like even with the quarter? Ah, I, I take that back. I mean, I I can understand somebody saying we should have taken Mahomes over Garrett, but outside of that person, you know, I don't I don't know what yeah. person that could say that like, hey, we took nobody Miles was Garrett saying that one. at the time, you know. Yeah. But so no, yeah, for sure. But I'm just yeah. saying we took Miles Garrett number one, and he has been nothing short of a great investment. It's it, he he was the true start to the turnaround in Cleveland, I feel. And I have zero complaints. That's true. That's true. Uh, Yeah. And a great extension there. uh, Definitely by, by Barry. So um, yeah, worth every penny of it. um, Every million dollars of it. Yeah. So (laughs) let's move on to the guy who I would say is the second best player on the Browns defense. And that's Denzel Ward. He, you know, stats really don't tell you a whole heck of a lot about no, DB. No. So, um, you know, you just see it in the way he's you played. Have to watch he's, him. You have to watch him. Yeah, you got to watch him. And I mean, he's he's been excellent. He's only got one pick on the season. I'm going to hit you with it with a little bit of a trivia question here, which unless you have the stats up, I don't know if anybody would get this. Do you know who leads the Browns in interceptions this season? Ooh, 
P.J. Goodson? P.J. Goodson has two. Yeah. Then there are five guys who have one. <laughs> one of them being Denzel Ward. <laughs> so, yeah. Nicely done. All right. Nicely yeah. done. But, yeah, uh, Denzel Ward has been, you know, he, he's not only played excellent, but he's he's been in there. And, it, you know, it's been kind of a problem for Denzel the past, you know, a uh, couple seasons staying healthy. So the oh, fact that he's... We need him. We need him. Yeah. Yeah, we do. And <laughs> just as bad as it is, imagine what it would be like without him. Without <laughs> Denzel Ward taking taking somebody away most of the time. I mean, he's given up he's given up plays, but guys, this is the NFL in twenty twenty. Uh, quarterbacks or cornerbacks, I should say, do not shut guys completely down uh, very right. often. It just doesn't happen. The rules it's just a, don't it's a quarterbacks out. league. It's a quarterbacks league. I heard it by somebody that was a former defensive back, and there's no defense for a perfectly thrown ball. You yeah, know, there's no there's no coverage for a perfectly thrown ball. Oh, uh, and Denzel just... Ward gets an A A from me. He gets an yeah, absolute A. Same here. He, I want him to be. I, I want him to be extended. Um, he he's one of he's. Him and Miles, and then there's the field. I know there's guys that might step up a game or two here and there, but, like, um, no, like, I credit some of – I'm sure – I haven't seen the film, but I'm sure you can credit some of Miles Garrett's sacks due to the work that he's doing on the back end there. Again, coverage, um, yeah. 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 Absolutely. So, I, no complaints with, with uh, Ward at all. Yeah, he, he's been great. So – Here's the question then. Who's the third best player on the Browns defense? Sheldon Richardson. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. How do, how do you grade him? I'll give him I'll give him a B. I'll give him a solid B. Um, you know what I mean? I I want more, but you know what I mean? Um I, I've always liked him. I think he's a, he brings good leadership to that defensive line as well. Um I, I, I like I like him personally, and I, I just feel like uh, he's he's good at hogging up blocks for Garrett. You know what I mean? Because we all yeah. know Garrett's going to get double teamed every now and then, and he's you know what I mean. You got to right. remember the D tackles aren't going to get. I know there's Aaron Donald in L.A. who's a psychopath, you know, and you know I mean? <laughs> nobody's but, like Aaron no, normally you don't have defensive tackles. Just you know what I mean. Yeah, just well, becoming I mean, like these crazy number getters. Like their their number one job is typically to to eat up blocks and either free up a DN or free up a linebacker to plug a hole, you know. And I, I really like yeah. Sheldon Richardson. I'm gonna go back real quick. Denzel Ward has 11 passes defense this season. I think that's a pretty good number. Oh, oh but, yeah, um, no, and yeah. he owns AJ Green. Uh, I just <laughs> he did. I yeah, see. even though AJ Green was was just holding him and pushing him on every single play too. No, but the, if you if you look at those two standing side to side, like there should be no there shouldn't even be a competition. AJ Green should beat him every time. Yeah, he should. <laughs> by he's like five, six inches taller and extra, yeah. you know, twenty pounds or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sheldon Richardson, but he's second on the Browns in sacks with two and a half and uh also second in tackles for loss at four and a half. So um, I mean, he's, he's he's been you know he's had a good season. So um, like you said, the defensive tackle you don't expect them to put up huge numbers. You expect them to clog the middle. Uh, you know, hopefully uh, hopefully slow down the run. You know, and and 
and help to collapse that pocket. But um, you you don't always see big numbers unless your name's Aaron Donald. Right, exactly. So I would agree with you. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's I think those are pretty much the guys we want to talk about. Um, you know, you got to say. Um, I was just looking at Cody Parkey real quick. You know, Cody Parkey. Hey, he gets a thumbs up from me. I don't want to really grade him because he's a kicker, but so far. He's been, he's been good. He's been good. <laughs> Our best kicker since Phil Dawson, hands down. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I don't have the breakdown on how many he's made and how many he's missed, but he has not missed many kicks. He, has, he hasn't hurt us yet. How about that? I have not. No, he hasn't. I he have has. not thrown my hat on the ground and said, thanks a lot. <laughs> I haven't I haven't done that. So that's all I want from my kicker. I don't want to be cursing your name Monday morning. And I, so far, I haven't had to do that with him. Yeah. And Jamie Gillen's been solid as always. So, um, yeah. So, fun to can watch. Sh- you. Go ahead. Can I shout somebody out, though? Absolutely. I just want to say. I know he had the fumble last week, but I absolutely love Harrison Bryant. When we drafted him, he wasn't a need, but I, I just like, when I saw it, I was just like, this guy is an absolute fit for Stefanski. And I really think in, say, maybe even by next year or at least two years, I think we have a pro bowler on our hands with him. I, you know, I, I don't know about Pro Bowl. Um, I, you know, I, I just need to see a little bit more of him. I'm not going to say it's not going to happen because I think the guy's got great hands. I think he, you know, talked about this before, how he, I think he plays big. He runs through contact. Um, he's, you know, he's got enough speed and size, and he's kind of a, almost can play the hybrid um, tight end wide receiver position too. So he, I think he can do a lot of things, but, most of all, he can catch the dang football, which is yeah. so important. Um, so I'm with you. I really like I really like Harrison Bryant. I think his future is very bright, and I'm excited to see him grow and kind of see what happens over the next oh, couple of I've seasons. Just been, I've been so excited about him ever since. Like I didn't even know who he was when we drafted him because I don't pay too much attention to college football. You know, I always get into yeah. the draft, but like I. I I wasn't looking at tight end at all. Cause I was like, we already have tight ends. You know what I mean? That was the last thing I was thinking. And then when we took him and I see he's the Mackey award winner. And like, just, I started really diving deep into YouTube and watching tape on the kid. And I was like, I, I, I think I, I know you, you're a lot more conservative on him than I am. You can ask my buddy, Troy. I've just, I just rave about this guy every chance I can I cannot get enough of like well, I think this guy's going to be a big deal for us I really do well after the Bengals game I did tweet that we're seeing the birth the birth of a star right now you know <laughs> the birth of yeah. a of a star you know being made and right sick now of everybody so. always putting the yeah it's the Bengals I don't care so I'm so sorry that the Bengals are an NFL team and they're in our division okay and we happen to beat them we're supposed to beat teams in your division, and that's what we're doing. I'm sorry. I just had to add that. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. You still, you, you're darned if you do and darned if you don't. So, yeah, that's just kind of how it goes. But yeah, I, I'm big on him too. Uh, we'll just, we'll just see. The only thing I was shying away from was a Pro Bowl just because I, you know, I just, I just want to see him grow more because I kind of right. feel like he's had one big game so far, but I definitely see that ability. 
I think he can definitely be a you know a stud for the Browns and and really do a lot of damage. And oh, and, and let's talk about let's talk. I want to know. I want you to start this out. Where 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 are you on uh, Jedrick Wills? Where would you grade him right now? Um, it it you know it depends if if I'm grading him as a left tackle or as a first year left tackle, right? Because <laughs> there's a difference. Uh, you know as I think he's been. I think he's done a very nice job overall, because most first-year left tackles really, really struggle. Um, I think he's been as good or better than what you could expect out of a guy, especially considering that he played right tackle in college. And I know it's the whole left-hand yes, yeah. quarterback yeah, yeah. thing, playing the same position, but he's still lining up at a different spot, so he still had to learn the new position and go out there against NFL players and play left tackle as a rookie. So this is not an easy thing. You know, not many guys have been successful in their rookie season doing it. And overall, he has been very good. He's had games like the game against the Raiders. I think he had, he had, I think he had three false starts against the Raiders, maybe two or three. You see, so when I was it, watching the game. I know he had a false start, and I want to say maybe a a holding call or something. He had a penalty against him as well. I, I want to say it was a holding. He had a couple penalties. Yeah, so he's had a couple games like that. It was that but game, and yeah. I can't remember which other game. There was another game um, where he jumped. Uh, he jumped like twice early in the game and it may have been Washington, may have been Dallas, but, um, you know, then he kind of calmed down, but overall he's done a nice job and you have to think that he's, he's learning this position and he's a rookie. He's only going to get better. This, this is the year when he, he was really kind of supposed to struggle out there. So, you know, I, I would give him a pretty good grade as a rookie. You know, I'd give him a kind of a probably a B for how he's handled himself. If you're grading him as a left tackle, you're probably giving him a C. But yeah. as a rookie, you're probably giving him, you know, somewhere around a B. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with your B thing. I've been, I mean, it's it's hard with the left tackle because I think everybody just hears left tackle and that's a Browns fan and automatically think, compares it to Joe Thomas. You know what I mean? Which yeah, is right. not fair to anybody <laughs> because Joe Thomases don't fall out of the sky. Yeah, but um, for everything, and then the biggest thing is just having no time at all to learn the left tackle position in this off season, this yeah. bizarre off season that's happened. Um, I, I, I'm very encouraged. I do feel like his strength ha- so far has been more run blocking than pass blocking. Personally, I I think yeah. he's, he's been. As opposed to Joe, Joe Thomas was, I feel better as a pass blocker than a run blocker. But I mean, Joe Thomas was great at both. But, <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, I've been very, very, very happy with him, and I would give him B as well. I just wanted to make sure I shouted that guy out because, uh, you know what I mean? It's been it's been oh, very nice these last couple of years of having draft picks that actually do something for us. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, we haven't seen a whole heck of a lot of that over the the past several seasons. So yeah, it has been nice. So so yeah, you guys have done have done a good job. So uh, so yeah. So so I think we're gonna end end that segment. And um, we we've been going here for a while, Jr. So I think we're going to to wrap things up. And 
I like to give uh, to give the guests a, a chance to kind of say anything they want in closing, um, whether you want to pass something along to Browns fans or or uh, um, I don't think we haven't given your Twitter handle out. If you want to give that out so people can give you a follow. Oh, well, Twitter handle. Uh, I mostly just watch Twitter just for my own fun time. I don't really I'm not too active on there at all. But I mean, if you if you want to, it. I, I could be completely wrong here. I believe it is the JR 1986. That's what I have written down. All right. There we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, other than that, all I got to say is uh, let's hope for a better eight games. I mean, we're five and three right now. If we could finish the season at five and three, that's 10 wins. Should get us in the playoffs. But I said that in 2007. And yeah. <laughs> So, oh. um, keep the faith and let's let's stop the Baker bashing, please. That's all I can say is you remember what we had before, and you said we could do better. We can't. All right, I'm telling you right now, pulling the panic alarm. We cannot do better. This is what we have. Let's get behind him and let's freaking hope that this works. All right, that's where I want to stop. <laughs> Yeah, sign me up for ten and six right now. I'll take my chances. Yeah, I uh, was thinking. I was thinking eleven and five, and then that Raiders game happened. I was looking at her schedule and trying to be, you know what I mean, realistic. And I was like, Man, yeah, we could actually, you know what I mean, we could actually pull this off. <laughs> eleven and five would have been good, but yeah, ten, ten and six. If, if they can finish like that, it would it would be a great season for with them. a first year head coach. You know what I mean? And yeah, thirty one million dollars in the cap like i mean i'll take that <laughs> definitely all so. right guys uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up jr it's been great talking to you as this has been the browns blitz we will catch you next time as you make plans this season consider convenient covid19 testing from quest Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% .9 of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed.